The time has come. We are officially one week away from the NFL season. Guys, how are we feeling? We are feeling ecstatic. Ramon, I can already feel your energy. Turn me up. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm I'm part aesthetic. I'm not super aesthetic because I'm not very. Um, I don't think this is going to be a great season for us. But I'm I like I said, part but I do. But I am excited for the NFL season as a whole, as the guy yeah. that watches a shit ton of football. So, week one to be exact, the opening game should be hopefully to electric with two great offenses playing. Good or good or bad, I'll still have fun watching the season. Yep, as we all, well, as we always do, to be honest, regardless yeah. of how yeah. you football. I, I honestly think that we should start this episode off with breaking news that the Browns have claimed Kellen Mond. Oh, yes. No. If we are going to talk about the Vikings, we should at least talk about the blockbuster no. trade that they made today. In fact, it's still I haven't even deleted it when Bleacher Report sent it to me at 1.14 p.m. It even has the breaking the the What's that emoji breaking? R- Jalen Rager, game changer. He's on his way to the Vikings. That's crazy. Who would have thought that the two best well, receivers the of the facts, 2020 the class best, the would end the same team? The Philadelphia Eagles got a, a potential fourth-round pick for Jalen Rager is absolutely mind-boggling, especially if the Dallas Cowboys couldn't even get that for Amari Cooper. I have a question, though. Yeah. Does Kellen Mond or Brissett start? Brissett. Kellen Mond should have not even gotten the job. It's the same also. You know, the Eagles claimed Ian Book. Didn't even know he was cut either. Yeah. But also, <laughs> speaking of speaking of big moves in Saints going to Philadelphia, they acquired C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, that was a minor move. Not really big. I already told Matt this. It's not a game-changing move. The game-changing move was – when my guy AJ Brown landed to Philly, but CJ, he's just he's okay. He's an extra piece, whatever. But he's nothing special. All right. Well, I think we should head right into the predictions because I think this one might take a little while. It's all right. But yeah, as we are now one week officially, we are going to give you our NFL predictions, which will be the standings, our playoff picks, the Super Bowl, and the NFL awards. Now I will say this, guys. I personally am not doing records because I think it's hard to predict the records. If you all have like, oh, you when you're doing your rankings of the division, say, oh, I think this team's going ten and seven. I have no problem. What y'all I'm, can do. What it. I'm, what I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm going to say a floor and a ceiling for wins. I think all for right. my I, potential, well, for my record, I think that that's the best way to do it because. All right. There's games where I'm not going to be a hundred percent sure on who wins and who doesn't, but there should be games where like you're gonna. Yeah. Where I didn't like. I okay. Um, I just did the. Also, you did like the standings thing, the predictor. Yeah. Uh, so just... we're going four through one, right? I'm doing four through one. Are you guys going one through four? Either way, we're. I'm gonna, sure. go, I'm, gonna I'm gonna move my way up the division. Okay. If that. So I'll wait, just wait, follow wait, you so guys. How, how how are we gonna start this one? Start us off. Here. So I'll do AFC North first. Oh no! A- whatever. A- AFC AFC East. Okay. AFC East is first. So I'll let one of you guys kick it off, whoever wants to. All right. I'm going to get started. I'll get started with my fourth-place team in the division. And my fourth-place team in the AFC East is the New York Jets. Um, I'm not going to lie. 
I like what they're doing over there. I think they're on the right track, but I believe that they are still a few pieces away from even thinking about sniffing the playoffs. Uh, they lost Mackay Becton for the season. That's obviously a huge loss and a huge loss for their development. Zach Wilson will be out for a couple weeks. So yes. I think, like, I mean, that's going to be a huge step in his development, maybe a, uh, what do you call it, a stunt in his development. So I think the Jets' floor for wins, as I believe the Jets could get, uh, as a floor, I believe they're going to get at least four wins this season. Mm-hmm. Um, as a ceiling, I think, honestly, the Jets ceiling, they if they if they win games that they shouldn't win, they could probably win seven or eight games. But if I if I had a realistic count of wins that the Jets would get, it's probably five or six around there. But I think they might be able to win seven to eight if they take some games that they they aren't supposed to take. And then mm-hmm. yeah. So that's 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 my that's my spiel on them. Okay. At third. Uh, third. So I kind of, I kind of went back and forth with this one, and I'm gonna say it right now. And I, I don't, I'm not too confident in this, but I think the Patriots will be third in the division. I think this because I'm not even, I'm not even paying attention to preseason. That's a flash in the pan. I don't care what happened, but that Raiders game was concerning. If, if I do say so myself, uh, I yeah. think we're going to get at least. At least this this is like the bare minimum. I think we're gonna get at least seven wins. I don't think I, I, without a sweat. I think that we're gonna get seven wins. We have some easy opponents in there, and games that I think we can easily take. And then, uh, if we if everything went right for us, I think we have an eleven game an eleven win season if everything goes right. Um, obviously, second in the division now is Miami. Um, Miami has yes. You may be looking at their quarterback situation, and you might not like Tua, but at the end of the day, they have two talented playmakers on offense, and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Mike Gesicki is a safety, a good safety blanket, and they have some decent running backs. That's going to be a fun offense to watch this season. Defensively, they're still strong as ever, even though Byron Jones is out, so for a little while anyway. So. A floor for the Dolphins, I'd say eight to nine wins is the floor. And then if everything goes right, I think they can maybe get up to 12 wins. And number one, obviously, I think this is pretty much a no-brainer, Buffalo. Um, Buffalo, I think, has one of the best rosters in the AFC and maybe even in the entire league. I like their defense was one of the best in the league. No, not one of the best, the best in the league. When Tredavious White was out there for them last year, he obviously got hurt in the Saints game on Thanksgiving, which costed him his season. So when with Tredavious White coming back, with everyone coming back healthy on that defense, adding Vaughn Miller and that, just really set, like really putting pieces on that pass rush, a very underrated signing with Tim Settle. Um, I think the Bills' a floor is 12 wins. I don't see them losing any – I don't see them losing any more than five games. And then if everything goes right, they might be 14 and 3, 15 and 2. I'm that high on the Bills this year. Unfortunately, I'm that high on the Bills this year, I should say. So that's my AFC East. All right. Do you want to go? Did you already go? You go. We'll go in order MSR. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. All right. So losing the division, I have the Jets. 
I think it's pretty obvious. Um, I was really high on them. I had them making like a Cinderella run, like almost like the Bengals did. I mean, Matt and Ramon could vouch for me. I really thought they were going to go pretty yeah, far. Unfortunately, we can't well, change podcast too. But they lost Makai Becton. Zach Wilson is going to be out for a little bit. I don't think that it's going to. I mean, I also said that before. I believe I said that before that Tyreek Hill with the Dolphins. So now the fucking division's just stacked. So now I don't see them making that run. So they're going to go last. I think Dolphins will be third in the division. I think the Dolphins and Patriots could be third, second. I think it's going to be really close. But I want to go with the Dolphins third because they have Tua. And then Patriots second and then Bills first. Okay. One thing I think I want want to add with the Bills that Matt might have forgot about was the sign and the adding of Kyer Elam as well. I did not say that. That my favorite player in the draft. Yeah, he should be fine. I don't really know. He, he Especially could, uh, he's only be having to be cornered, to too. So, yeah, he's going to be in a great position to succeed. So, yeah. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. All right, then. I'm going to have the Jets obviously last place. You're not going to have Zach Wilson for a while. Mikai Beckton is out for a whole year. Although I didn't really see them. I know it's an impact balance. He has a huge one. Uh, Mikai I mean, wasn't they, they even. They replaced Mikai Beckton with Dwayne Brown, who is still a pretty yeah, 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 yeah. But Zach Wilson will be gone for a month. And even if he were playing week one, this is a brutal schedule. I've looked at it. Like, I don't see how in the first nine weeks the Jets get more than two wins. And even at that, when I was doing, like, the record predictor, I had him at 0-9. But knowing that, like, the, they're obviously going to take games that they shouldn't. So I think at most they get two. They're lucky they can even get three. This is a brutal schedule. This is still – I'm like with Matt. What they're doing is great there, the rebuild and all that. But it's just too early for them to be right. where people expect them to. And I know a lot of people think that now it's possible because of what Joe Burrow and the Bengals did. But people forget the Bengals had Jamar Chase. Like The dude looks like the a Bengals generation this season. had everything set in place when Jamar Chase got there. They just needed – Jamar Chase, needed- the game changer. And, and I like Garrett Wilson, but got the defense together with Trey Hendrickson and a few other yeah. marquee signings. Secondary, we'll, I we'll get it. We'll get into that as they as we go. But continue. I'm sorry, I interrupted. It's, it's all right. I like Kendrick. I like uh, Garrett Wilson, but he's. I don't know if he's going to be the game changer that quickly this season, at least. Then and third, I'm. I'm like man. I'm going to go New England third. Ah, I do think it's very flip, switchable with Miami, but at the end of the day. You look at what Miami has at weapons. I also like the coaching hire. The team's got players on deep. They've got players all around that can just completely change this game. And I don't think New England does. Outside I, of I Matt, agree. outside of Matthew Judon, they don't have anybody who can completely change this game. And not to mention, I, I don't think that you should be expecting this team to make the postseason with Bill. O, I mean, uh, Matt Patricia. And Joe Judge as our offensive offensive coordinator. So I'm not going to put so much faith into this team. I hope I'm wrong. I just don't think so. And then then I'm going to have Miami at two. Like I said, they made better moves than us. They have the playmakers. I know Sam says, oh, well, Tua. Look, okay, yeah, it's it's all fun and games with Tua to make fun of him. But he's not terrible. And let's not forget that against us, with worse receivers, he's owned us. Now he's going to have better receivers. And not to mention – we're going to have weaker corners than when we did last time when he would beat us. Very true. They'll, they'll, they'll be fine. Now, he'll be the reason that they probably don't go far or win a Super Bowl or contenders, 
because they have him at quarterback, but he's still competent enough to win games with these talent, talented players. And then obviously number one is self-explanatory. Like it's the Buffalo Bills. Although they deserve bad things to happen to them because of what the Matt Rice situation. They knew what he had done and they still gave him the job. So maybe Karma gets them and they're not first seed, but I I just outside in terms of talent, I don't see it. I think they are gonna be the the number one in the AFC East. So now we can okay. move on to the AFC North. Okay. So my fourth place team in this division is Cleveland. And I, I like don't get me wrong. If Deshaun Watson's playing, this is easily a third, second place team. You might even have an argument for the first. But Deshaun's not playing for the first 11 games of the season for them. And having that low of a downgraded quarterback, I think is going to cost them games in the end, especially if, the, if they're somehow hanging into these games. Because I don't think Jacoby Brissett has that kind of skill in him to lead very many touchdown drives. And I think that a lot of it is going to lean on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But I think that they're going to – I think – there's those teams that you need a quarterback that can throw the ball that can get you to the next level. And I don't think you could rely strictly on a run game to, you know, really lead you to that level. You know what I mean? So I think the Browns could stumble out of the gates. And I think that Deshaun technically has, I think he's got potential to stutter out of the gates himself because he's been out of the NFL for almost two years when he comes back. So for the, floor of wins i think the browns could i think the browns could be five six wins this year i think they could be that low and then for a ceiling i think if jacoby Brissett is able to lead you to four games and then deshaun watson comes back and you go on a little win streak they can probably win nine games uh moving into third i got pittsburgh i think when i look at this team i think like i along with the patriots i think this team is like the definition of mid I, I I think that they have the re- and I think they're better than us probably in that category because I think they have game changing players like TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. They have some budding stars in offense, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris. And then, but the problem for them is is that who's their quarterback? Right, Mitch Trubisky isn't a good option at quarterback, especially this year. Um, I think they might be looking at Kenny Pickett at some point this year, but. Then again, I don't think that's enough to get them over the two top dogs in the division. Um, this team, I think, is has a very high floor with seven to eight wins because they're the Steelers and they bullshit their way into wins every time. But I don't see them going more than nine to ten wins for a ceiling because that's just the way the Steelers are going to be for the next couple of years mm-hmm. until they finally solve that quarterback position. And mm-hmm. number two... And I've been going back and forth on this one. But I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals at number two. And the reason I'm going to go with the Bengals at number two is that Baltimore, last season, stumbled when Lamar Jackson got hurt. They were 8-2. and They stumbled to last place because they didn't have any game changers at corner. Running back, they were depleted, and now Lamar got injured. And they just completely sputtered, right? So that meant that the Baltimore Ravens now got the last place schedule, right? And they mm-hmm. play the same opponents. I think Baltimore has the skills to take on a team that's led by Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I don't think there's any denying that. And they have an easier schedule than that. So moving back down to the Bengals, I think they made moves to get better on the offensive line, which is huge. 
So I think that the Bengals are going to be all around a better team. However, I think they overachieved last year. So I think we're going to have a little bit of a false narrative of where they could be in the division. So for a floor, I think the Bengals might win 10 games as a floor. And for a ceiling, I could see them winning 12 to 13 if, if everything goes right. Mm-hmm. And then around the same for Baltimore, right? So they have an easier schedule than the Bengals because when the Bengals are out there playing uh, Dallas, uh, Kansas City, Tennessee, uh, Buffalo, uh, and they, the Ravens play Buffalo too, but instead of playing the Chiefs, Titans, and Cowboys, the Ravens are going to get the Broncos, the Jaguars, and the Giants. So those are two. That's two games right there that I could easily see them pulling away, and I think they have the talent to keep up with the other team that they play in the other right. division. So I think it's kind of like the same floor: 10, 10 wins, nine to ten wins is their floor, and then I think like thirteen wins is their ceiling around there. But I think it's going to be close at the top. Try to add that Devin Asiasi is a Bengal now. Game changer right there. Have fun with him. He's not, but they signed OJ Howard. So, no, didn't he go back to Buffalo? Mm-mm. No, oh. he signed with Cincinnati. All right. So, then Sam, how do you have yours? All right. So, I have the Browns fourth. Like Matt said, Deshaun's gone. Even when he comes back, he's going to be rusty. Um, I don't think Brissett's going to do the job. So I got them fourth. Steelers, I have them third. I think they just have a better, a more complete team than the Browns. Uh-huh. And obviously a better quarterback. And then third, uh, second would be the Bengals. Uh, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. And then first would be the Ravens because they have their defense is back. Lamar is back. Mm-hmm. Running backs are back. So, I think the Ravens will win that. Okay. Well, I'm with you guys. Last, I got the the Browns. If Deshaun's suspension would have stayed at six, I'd probably have the Browns second or competing for the division. But it's at 11 games. It's going to be too too much for him to be able to – well, by the time he comes back, they probably will be mathematically maybe eliminated from postseason, even if he were to win the rest of the games. So, yeah, I'm going to go four for them. I'm about to shock y'all. I am not that high on this team. Third seed, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. I think I think it's about to be a bad year for them. And the problem starts with the fact that they're not paying their quarterback when they should. You are creating problems. The Arizona Cardinals, they, they did it quickly. They said, all right. Well, not quickly, but they solved their problems by making Kyler Murray happy. You're not making Lamar feel appreciated. He's already liking pictures of himself in another team where people are saying, oh, when he's hosting the Lombardi with us. That's not a good sign when your quarterback is doing that. Not to mention, look, I'm, I'm all for the Rashad Bateman breakout season because I have him in fantasy. But what if he doesn't? That's a big possibility. Like, remember, not every receiver from the first round is going to be good. And we already look like we have two great ones. One's looking like he could even be good, too. I think Devontae Smith shows some potential. Um, Bateman could not might not be great. Now, I know Andrews is going to do his thing. Can we really trust J.K. Dobbins to stay healthy? Um Kenyon Drake is okay. And not to mention, I think their defenses get a bit overrated. The secondary outside of Marlon Humphrey isn't anything special. I'm 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 not a big Marcus Peter guy. Plus, I think he's gonna be out for a while too. They got they he's got Marcus Williams too. Oh, they added him? 
Oh, yeah. Marcus Williams, he's, also, he's, he's just like Chauncey Gardner Johnson. He's okay. Um, they also have Kyle Hamilton from the draft, yeah, Jimmy true. Smith. Okay, I always forget the Kyle Jimmy Hamilton. Great, Kyle oh, Hamilton. yeah, Jimmy. No, Kyle Hamilton Kyle is, but again, he Kyle, Kyle, yeah, Kyle Hamilton is the only good one. But like in terms of their pass rush, I mean, Patrick Queen was has been going down. I like Campbell, but he's up there in age. The only guy, and not to mention the Travis Jones, who I love, he's going to be out for a while, maybe even half the season. The only guy I trust doing something there is going to be Owa. But yeah, and then like I said, the offense, I don't think it's that great, and your quarterback is already pissed off. I I just think it's going to be a bad season, even with the easy games. They're going to lose games that they should be winning and it's going to be because you there's problems you never want to have problems like this. this isn't why teams solve those problems by paying people then second i'm going to go with the steelers i do think it's going to start rough with pittsburgh because i think they're starting trubisky but by around week four they will make the move to putting kenny pickett i think the steelers with pickett are a competent team that can play even better they're gonna have a quarterback that can accurately place the ball and let their game changers their playmakers make the plays that's going to help them win. And they always, like Matt said, they always have a winning record. So I think they will be second because of that. And they will take advantage of the fact that Lamar and the Ravens, I just think talent-wise, are slightly a bit weaker. Um, Then uh, division winner, uh, you guys just like to hate on Joe Burrow, but I'm sorry. This team improved. And I know Matt's saying tougher games. They're going to face the Chiefs and all that. You think they were afraid? They had the worst team last year, and they still beat the Chiefs twice. They've had wor- they beat some good teams last year despite being having the worst roster. This year, their roster's more improved. I still think they and I I think they're up there one of the elite teams in the NFL. I think they're top five in the AFC, maybe even top three. Like they are really good. I, just, I, if Joe Burrow can stay healthy. They're my division winners. Like they're the only team right now in that division that I fully trust if their quarterback is healthy. So that's how I have the AFC North playing out. We can go ahead and move to the AFC South. Okay, so this is pretty much the this is this has become the worst division in the NFL in my opinion. Um, so coming in at number four, I have Houston. Now, I think Houston has one of the one of I think they have a real shot at contending for the number one pick. Um, there's just not much there. I don't really believe in Davis Mills as that guy for them, even though he showed a little flash in the pan at the end of the season. I don't really believe that he is the guy that's going to lead them because you just I just don't see it. And I, I also think that the Texans won't hesitate if they are down in that spot to take a, one of those highly touted college quarterbacks mm-hmm. and continue to roll with Davis Mills because that to me that just doesn't make sense when there's more upside in the draft. Um, I think that they, they made moves to try to like fill out the roster, but that's pretty much it. All they did was just fill out the roster with players, like veterans that you just – I feel like they'd just be like in a yard sale. It's like an expansion draft, I feel like. But anyway, for them, I feel like the floor, I think they could maybe win two games. If, if the floor is two games, I think they could, if they, if they, I think if they normally play, and I think they could win maybe two games. And then the ceiling, I think is five wins is their ceiling. I don't think this team is going to do much. Um, coming to three, I got Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville is improved, and I, I, I have Trevor Lawrence as my fantasy quarterback, so I'm praying something well. Um, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a much better opportunity to succeed with Etienne Robinson, the two-headed monster, 
And then they're upgraded receiving weapons with Christian Kirk. Um, who else did they get? They got Jay Jones, Evan Engram. And then they got they got a little bit better on the offensive line. So I think that this entire – and they got more confident coaching with Doug Peterson. Not too high on him mm-hmm. as a coach, really, but he has had success in the past. He's won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. I think he's a much better coach than Urban Meyer, and he's going to be in a much more stable uh, situation, Trevor Lawrence is. And I don't know about that defense. I don't really think they're going to be that great, but they do have playmakers on that side of the ball. They have athleticism. So for a floor, I think they could – I think if everything goes wrong, four or five games is where they they stand because they do have an easy schedule. So if everything goes right, I can see them winning seven games, six, seven games, if everything goes right. And I think that'll be a successful season for them because they just want to see growth from Trevor Lawrence, their franchise quarterback. And yeah, I mean, I think they got to, they also have to, they have, they have to prove that Christian Kirk's contract wasn't a huge mistake. So I think mm-hmm. Christian Kirk is in for a little bit of a breakout season this year for fantasy. So number two, and I've, I've been going back and forth with this one, right? Mm-hmm. But number two, I have I think I think I'm gonna go with the Titans at number two. And I th- I'm going with the Titans at number two because I yes, I love Derrick Henry. I think that he, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league when fully healthy. I think I don't think there's anyone that can significantly boost an offense as much as Derrick Henry has in Tennessee over the last couple of years. Um but you can't Derrick Henry can't do it all. Derrick Henry is one guy on a 53-man roster, and if you overuse him like last year, he might crumble again. And I don't know if they have the personnel to not look to overuse Derrick Henry in a situation like that. And that's what scares me. And I know I'm probably once again I have a super flex in fantasy, so I'm hoping Ryan Tannehill does something and proves you wrong. But that was bad. We told you to take Baker. But, that, but he's still not a good fantasy. Anyway, anyway, back to the topic. If um, I don't know. I think that they could, they're still going to be a decent team. I think that their floor and ceiling is kind of like eight, nine wins. Maybe ten. They might be able to get ten if everything goes right. And then number one is Indy. And I'm like, I don't think Indy is that much better than Tennessee because, you know, I think there's, they're kind of in a similar situation where I think that Jonathan Taylor is great and Jonathan Taylor will get the bulk of those carries. And But now with Indy, I'm more sure that they have some guys that could take pressure off of Jonathan Taylor, like Michael Pittman, like Matt Ryan, who can sling the football. They have a good offensive line. Uh, and then the defense with Shaq, or Shaquille Leonard now, because he doesn't like to be called – he's not being called Darius. Stephon Gilmore, who is still a very good corner in this league. Um, Great. Forrest Buckner, I'm forgetting. I'm definitely forgetting more of a very good – Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. Kenny Moore. <laughs> Julian Blackman. They have – Isaiah good- Rogers. Yes, sure. But <laughs> Bobby O'Karake. But anyway, um, I think this team – Overall, is a better team than Tennessee. I have them going 10 wins, maybe 11 if everything goes right. That's where I have them. I have this division as a Texans last. I think they're 
heading in the right direction with I think Stingley will be good. Uh, Machiatic will be good. They're heading in the right direction, but they're not cl- even close to there yet. Yes, they 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 are just. St- I feel like the rebuild is just starting to kick off for this team truly because they just got able to be picking in the first round again. After and I don't think I don't think it's a bad start at all. I think they got a pretty good receiver and a pretty good corner off rip, so that's pretty yes, good. But obviously, Matthews yeah. playing this year. Yeah. Not to not to mention the according to Sam, they have a great quarterback. I wouldn't say great. I would just say yeah. I'm ranked top twenty. Would you? Uh, would you? Sam? Would you? Would you think that they would keep Davis Mills if they were terrible, like towards the bottom and younger Stroud was on the board? Do you think they would just continue to roll with Davis Mills? If Young and Stroud on the board, I think they'd probably take him if they did terrible. Yeah. Okay. But if they got like five wins, I think they would roll with Mills for at least another year until he like actually like, until they get like around the first, uh, second, I think third pick. The way I, the way I see it is is that you can't pass up. I I think these quarterbacks are some of the best quarterbacks we've seen come out of the draft in a little while. Like Trevor Lawrence is obviously great, and I think these guys are a tick below Trevor Lawrence. But I'm saying that. These QBs are some of the best quarterbacks that have come out. Like two QBs are some of the best things since Luck and RG3 coming out in 2012. I'm going to say that right now. I truly believe that. So I well, can't see them passing up on the opportunity unless Davis Mills leads them to a, a Cinderella season somehow. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, I have the Jags going third. Like you said, they have they improved a lot this season. I like what they're doing. They're heading in the right direction. They're almost there. I think the Titans come in second. I think King Henry's going to do it all again by himself. And then I got the Colts first. I'm not huge on the Colts, but I'm not really big on this, anybody. This entire division is a crapshoot. Yeah. I just think – I don't think Derrick Henry can do it by himself without A.J. Brown there. Okay. All right. Um, well, with y'all in Houston, yeah, we all know they're definitely going to be last. And it's not even because of – I mean, the roster is still a bit weak, but uh, you could have an even more talented roster. I still would not believe in a team coach by Lovey Smith. I still think that's the worst coach – I still think that's the worst coach signing of all of them. Like, honestly, I think it's even worse than the Dennis Allen one. No. I'm not – I know Sam's a Lovey Smith guy. I am not. And I think this is – I'm David Smith, so I shouldn't be happy because I think Lovey Smith is going to be the reason why you lose your job. I think you would have gotten him a, co- a coach that's ready to like try to really help build a culture there and build the be part of the rebuild. Maybe he'd make the team look like, hey, Davis Mills looks like he's got something. Let's put people around him. I don't think Lovey Smith is doing that, so that's why Davis Mills will lose his job. Because I'm with Sam, like I don't think he's a top twenty quarterback, but he did not look bad and he was not terrible. Oh, but yeah, so the te- Texans going to be the worst Wait, team. Ramon, hmm. before you go, I want to make a bold prediction. Ramones, we have the Jaguars winning the division. That's my prediction. Coming in third, I am sorry. I, I'm I'm not buying this Tennessee Titans hype. I know I'm always low on them, but I I, I, I about them still being good. I don't care if Derrick Henry's there. Has he been able to finish the last two seasons or three? No. What's it called? The year, I've been picking them to be bad a long time. This is finally the year it happens. Ryan Tannehill showed a lot of regression last year, and it's only going to get worse considering the fact that they made his receiving core worse. He doesn't have A.J. Brown. Listen, I like Robert Woods, but he's old. He's coming off an ACL tell. 
Traylon Burks has not looked very great. Now, I know people can say Jamar Chase didn't look great in preseason. That's true, but I don't think Traylon Burks is anywhere near the player that Jamar Chase was coming out of college. And after those guys, they really have no weapons. I mean, who's their tight end? I can't even think of who their tight end is by name. Austin Hooper. Um, Austin Hooper. Oh, he's solid, but what, again, whatever. The O-line, I think, got weaker. The defense, is, I think, is the same as it was last season. I I think this is the year it finally goes down. Will they be a competitive team and fight against teams? Sure, because they got Mike Rabel. But I think this is the end of it for Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Their short window of having a chance at winning a Super Bowl just went right through them. Second place, I really want to pick them as a division winners, but there's a reason why I'm not going to, and I will explain it when I get to that team. But number two, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. This team is going to be hella improved. Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. Um, I love the Doug Peterson hiring. I was a fan of it. Um, you can see him. He's, he's made the offense get more open with the plays. Receivers are getting open. Now, um, I do agree that they overpaid for for Christian Kirk. Will he live up to the contract? Probably not, but I think he'll be solid. Now, I will say my one concern with this team is the fact that I do not like the fact that they got rid of LaVisca Chenault. I would not have gotten rid of him because outside of Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones, Jones. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I think Christian Kirk is the only one good. Marvin Jones is solid. Zay Jones is okay. I was I had so much high hopes for at least uh, Lavisca to be a guy there for this team, this new look Jaguars offense and their defense. They got some players now. The secondary does worry me, but the uh, they added Devin Lloyd to that linebacking core. Boyusei to Olukam. I don't think their pass rush is that bad. Now, Matt uh-huh. did say the offense improved. We don't know how much it improved, but it's the O line, but it improved a bit. So yeah, I'm gonna go like that. I think it's going to be baby steps, but it's going to be huge, gigantic leap considering the fact that I have the Tennessee Titans dipping. Now, number one, I have the Indianapolis Colts. And the reason why? Stephon Gilmore. This dude is about to become, and he's about to show the world that he is still elite. They slept on him. I think the Colts defense is going to be number one in the NFL. They were already top three last year. Now they get their legit number one locked on corner next to Kenny Moore, who's not a bad. He's arguably a low-end corner, cornerback one, and you're going to have him being cornerback two. It's going to be like the Gilmore J.C. Jackson days in New England. And I love the Matt Ryan addition. Now, I'm, I am with Matt. I don't really like the receivers, but I, I was not a big fan of this guy coming out of college, but I think he's actually going to work now, and that's Alec Pierce. I think he's going to be he's going to play a huge role for this offense, and Michael Pittman should be should be better with a new, a new look, a new better and improved accurate quarterback. And like I said, again, the defense, just Gilmore there. The Colts are going to be great, and I, I know we think that it'll, they're going to they, the winner of this division is going to be weak. Don't be shocked if the Colts win a playoff game or two. Like this is a sneaky dark horse team because you got a smart veteran guy that's already gone to the Super Bowl with a pretty solid O line, some weapons, and a defense that has the potential of being the best in the league. Colts are my division winners. We can go to the final division in the AFC now. All right. So the AFC West, and to, this is the hardest one for me to kind of pinpoint where everyone's going to fall because this division is a bloodbath. I'm super excited to watch games with this division playing, but someone has to be last in the division. And the team that I think is going to be last in the division is the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I get it. Las Vegas has a talented – they have talent on that team. 
They have Derek Carr. They have a decent running back, Josh Jacobs. They have Devontae Adams and Derek Waller, for Christ's sake. They have Hunter Renfro, a good guy in the slot. But at the end of the day, a lot of teams in this division are very well built all around, where I think the Raiders are super top-heavy with certain positions because – who, can you can you name the Raiders five people on the offensive line? They just cut their first round pick, Alex Leatherwood, from a year ago, even though he's terrible. But they, somehow their line got even worse when they cut Alex Leatherwood. Because they, can you even name who's on that offensive line? Because I can't. Also on that defense, they Colton Miller. Who? Oh, Colton Miller. Col- Colton Miller. Colton Miller. That's that. That's it. Colton Miller's very. Colton Miller's solid, but other than that, it's it's just dodgy. But. Regardless, um, now we move on to the defensive side of the ball. They have Max Crosby. They have Chandler Jones. They have who? Like who? Who else? Like they have some Divine solid Diablo. players. Denzel Perryman. He's not good. He just led the league in tackles. But anyway, Nate, Dob- um, Nate Hobbs, Jonathan Abram, Trevor Morig. But the, but some of these guys you're naming aren't fully, in my opinion, they aren't as good as they can be or fully developed into what they are. Like Trayvon Merritt, like they, they, they've all shown flashes. I like their grill, their flash of the brilliance they've all shown. But to me, they aren't really complete players, and I don't think it's enough to get them over the hump of this division, especially with the NFC West getting played on the other side. It's a tough schedule for them, and I can see them. I think they're still going to be a respectable team, probably like a, a floor, eight, nine wins, and then a ceiling like ten. Like they might still they might still very well be in the playoff one. Coming in at my third team, this is the Broncos. Now, the reason I have Denver here is I think their roster is just a tick below every other roster. And I know I'll explain after, right? I think they're very well rounded. I think they're very I think Russell Wilson was a perfect I think he's going to be a perfect fit with this new offense. Javante Williams, I like a lot. I like the receivers. That I like the receivers, and I like what they've done on defense. I know we crap on Randy Gregory for being overrated, but he's still going to play a role for that defense. Justin Simmons is really good. Bradley Chubb can hopefully stay healthy. Like they have players there, and like I said, I think they can win 10, 11, maybe even twelve games if things go right. But I think they're just a tick below the two top dogs in the division, and this is where I struggled. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna say number two. I'm gonna I'm gonna so I'm gonna shock a lot of people because a lot of people are very low on the Chiefs. I'm gonna say they go on to win the division, and I'm gonna say the Chargers are gonna be number two. And I'll explain why. The Chiefs. You look at the Chiefs, right? You know, it's like yes, they lost Tyreek Hill. They're losing talent there, but this is still a talented roster. They still have a good offensive line. They still have Travis Kelsey, and on top of that, you put Patrick Mahomes into a situation with solid receivers like Juju Smith-Schuster, MBS. These guys aren't eye-popping, but Patrick Mahomes is throwing them the football, and I believe that he's still going to be a special, special player this season. And don't forget about second-round pick Sky Moore that I think could break out for this team in a huge mm-hmm. way this year. And then the defense is still – the defense was sneaky good last year, especially when Patrick Mahomes is struggling. The defense is really good. They have a lot of youth on that side of the ball. Um, Chris Jones is still good as ever. And I know they lost the Honey Badger, and that's going to be a huge loss, but – they filled it with Justin Reed, and I think he's more than capable of, of playing this, the safety position. I know he's not Tyrant, but he's still good. I think overall this roster is still filled out. And on top of that, they have much better coaching with Andy Reed that I believe 
just having Andy Reid on that sideline is a huge advantage for the Chiefs over the Chargers because I think that the Chargers are going to find themselves in some games where they're going to be overly aggressive because the Brandon Staley is the analytics guru and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I believe in Justin Herbert so hard. Like, I, I 100% believe in Justin Herbert. I believe in this offense. But JC's going to be out for the first couple weeks of the season. So that's obviously a huge loss for their quarterback group. And I do believe Wait, in JC's hurt. Yeah, JC's out for like four weeks. Yeah, he's out for like four weeks. Maybe six at most. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he got hit in practice. Yep. So that's going to be a tough blow for that secondary, especially from all these receivers they have to go face. And I do like who they have on the defensive side of the ball. But I think for me, it came down to what team is better coached, what team is better disciplined. And to me, I think that's going to be the Chiefs. And I think that's going to be their edge over the Chargers in the division. Nice. I like it. All right. So I have the Raiders. I have the Raiders coming in last. I just don't think they're a great team. I think they'd come in first in a lot of other divisions, but just because this division is so well, so, so like, what's the word? Overpowered. They're like, they're not going to be as good. Uh, well, this made it a lot easier. I was really, I was like, are the Chiefs, the Chargers, second, third? I really didn't know where to put them. Now that I know JC is out, it makes it a lot easier. Chargers, third. Chiefs, second. Broncos, first. I'm extremely high on the Broncos. I've always have been since they got Russ. I, I really believe in this team. Obviously, the Chiefs, I wouldn't be shocked if they come in first because it's the Chiefs. And then with the Chargers, I, I'm not high on them at all. JC's out. Uh, Herbert is – he's great, don't get me wrong, but he's never been to the playoffs. Brandon Staley is not that great of a coach. I just – I don't see this team – is is Derwin going to be able to stay healthy? I don't see this team, like, doing as good as people think. All right. I'm probably going to shock y'all with my last place team. What with the Denver Broncos? And I know it's shocking considering the fact that you all know I'm a huge Russ guy. I had him ranked top four in the quarterback rankings. And I know this is a a step up from Seattle. I just, although it's a step up from Seattle, I think the O-line's going to be solid. He's going to have a good running game. The defense, I like it, but I still think they need a bit more. I don't really like their linebacking core. Plus, he got rid of... The AJ Johnson, they trade him or something like that, or whatever his name is, Alexander Johnson. Um, the secondary, the secondary is actually pretty good. Outside, of, well, the ones that for sure starting are Simmons and Sertan. Um, the pass rush is gonna, I think, I it's gonna be Green, okay. Green but Jackson still in that secondary. I don't even know anymore, but the defense, um, I think it's gonna be still good. Out uh, anywhere around thirteen to ten, thirteen to eight around that ranking. The O line is gonna be solid, and then their receivers. I mean, we like to blame a lot of the receivers not stepping up due to the fact of who their quarterbacks have been. But, I mean, they also deserve part of the blame. Like, as much as I'm a Jerry Judy guy, some of his – the reasoning of him not being good so far, well, one with part injury and another has been part him. Like, you can't just blame this on the quarterback. I don't think he's been that impressive. Cortland Sutton, he can't really stay healthy, although I apparently Russ seems to like him. I think, isn't Tim Patrick going to be out for a while? Yeah, um, KJ Hamlet will fill yeah. in. Yeah, also they um, – well, yeah, again, KJ, he's been there a while. Is he really going to shine? Uh, they downgraded at tight end, and we, this, we don't even know Hackett's going to work. 
I mean, yeah. it's a new coach. And that's, that was another point. So that should be brought up. I, I still think it's going to be a good team. It's going to be promising. It's going to be a good team because they have Russell Wilson. But I just think they're going to be – that team has a great record, but they're in a tough division. Now, if number two and number three were tough for me, and I really want to put number three – the only reason I'm putting number three higher than the Broncos, by the way, which is the Raiders, is because I don't get with this disrespect that you guys are giving the Raiders. Like, oh, yeah, the team sucks. You all seem to forget that last year – there's a team that's exactly like the Raiders. A coach that nobody believed in. A quarterback who you would say Derek Carr's ranked around kind of where he is. And a legit receiver one. And a they're defense not. that people believe are below average. It's the Bengals. I, no, 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 they're no, not. No, no, no. Not yeah. even close. They have no similarity. The See, this, is, this is the problem is that people at, are going to compare teams to Cincinnati. They, they, that's why people thought the Jets would be good this year. They're just looking they have, at that They have no similarities at all. Yes, they do. Well, look, look, listen, 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 listen. Screw, nobody really believes the believed in the, the interim coach. Nobody believes in Josh. Are you gonna? How far do you think Joe Burrow and Derek Carr are from each other? They're kind of the same. Derek Maybe Carr Burrow's is a lot older. He's a stand. Yes. We know Derek Carr. We age know doesn't, Joe Burrow. doesn't matter in terms of that. I'm yeah, saying. but I'm, I'm talking about play style. Play style. They're kind of similar. They have legit receiver ones, bad offensive lines, an average to below. At well, coming into the season, people were saying average to below average defense. I'm not saying they're gonna pull a run like Cincinnati. But they're kind of close with them, and you guys seem to forget that a team like that also, was able to make a was able to make a run. Why can't the Raiders still be good? They have the best receiver in the NFL, and they still have a solid quarterback. I do think they're going to be great. My only issue with them, the reason why I'm going to have them in third, is the fact that this is going to have to be a huge carry job by Chandler Jones and Max Crosby because that's secondary. Didn't they just yeah. get rid of Nate Hobbs? Did they? I think. Yeah, did they, I think they shipped off Nate Hobbs to the Vikings. No, they, they shipped off Trayvon Mullen to the Cardinals. That's what they did. No, but they did both. No, didn't Nate Hobbs also get sent to Minnesota? Maybe he did. They got rid of Nate Hobbs. Who do they have? That's my issue with their corners. Right. I, yes. I could be wrong there. I could be wrong there. Somebody check the Nate Hobbs. Trayvon, Trayvon Mullen is for sure. Arizona for a conditional seven. I'm going to fact check this real quick. Yeah, yeah that, that's my issue with the Raiders is the secondary. But – do not – this team is really sneaky good. Do not sleep on them. Okay, number two, by the way, Sam, you say that the JC being hurt impacts – whether he was healthy or not, they weren't They weren't going to be – he wasn't going to make a difference. I mean, week one, he'd, week one he'd get toast by Devontae Adams when it stand a chance. Uh, Nate Hobbs is still there. Oh, okay, but they still also, Nate Hobbs is – They also have Rocky Sin and Anthony Everett. Dude, Anthony Everett's not, not great. Yeah, that's not yeah. This secondary is a question mark, but it's yeah, back to Chargers. No, it is. I would say it's a below average secondary. No, I'm saying Anthony Everett's not terrible for a corner three. Much better yeah, than our no. corner three. I guess um, so. But... So yeah, I'm gonna have the Chargers at number two. I do think the offense is going to be really good this year. The defense did make some additions. Um, it should be a great defense. I don't think where they had added JC or not, this was still going to probably be the same defense. I don't think JC makes a huge difference. Kind of like Ch- uh, Ch- whatever his name is, Gardner Johnson, the dude I don't like. Um, They're but, not the um, same. But yeah, the uh, the offense should be fine and solid. And yeah, if the Raiders had better corners, I'd probably put the Raiders over. But yeah, I'm going to go Chargers too. And number one, I'm going to be honest, I thought you guys would have this team lower, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I am a huge believer in the Chiefs. I believe this I is going to be this is going to be Patrick Mahomes one of his greatest seasons since his MVP year because this offense is about to be even scarier because you have no idea what they're about to hit you with. He has so many back then you just had to worry about Kelsey and and Tyreek Hill. Yes. Now you have you have either Juju could go off on you, MBS could go off on you, Hardman can go off on you, Kelsey can go off on you, Sky Moore can go off on you. Like they've got weapons galore there. I also watch watch out for uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back. I think he could be taking Clyde's job. And like Matt said, the defense was not that bad, and it just got better. With uh, I like the Leo Chanel addition, Trent McDuffie, and um, what's the name, the pass rusher? Arloftus. That I I, I, I yeah, think I might regret saying because I think he's yeah. in a great situation. I think he's going to be really good. Those three were three of my favorites at their position in the draft, and they are now on the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are great great draft picks by them, they're going to be fine. And that's how I have the AFC West. Don't forget oh. that their defense is still very young with Nick Bolton. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, I love Nick Bolton. Juan Thornhill. I mean, there's plenty of guys there that I think this team is deep, but I think they're still going to have it. I would like to okay. remind everyone when Matt said, I would rather take anybody than Carl Loftus. And then yeah, okay, straight. to be fair, to be fair, a lot of the draft relies on situation, right? So some of these guys that got drafted weren't the best players is because they were in a bad situation. And I didn't see Karloftis as a good enough compliment to Matt Judon, especially because he doesn't really have, like, he wasn't really the greatest pass rusher coming out of school. And we wanted a pass rusher. We wanted someone that could get to the quarterback. To get well, we didn't get that. Matt Judon. And I didn't think Karloftis had it, but I I, I I still don't know if he does, but he looks like he's got – he looks like he's going to be pretty solid for the Chiefs. I think that they're going to like picking him because they have guys all over that defensive line. So I think it's a great situation for him in terms of player development. So, Okay, guys. Um, so before we go to NFC, do we just give our playoff standings of the AFC now or do we do that when we're done with the we can, NFC? We, we can, can, we can do that now. I, th- I think we should do that now. So, I, okay, so I'll, I don't want to do playoff seedings, but I'll I'll go. So we have, I'll, you know, what? we'll do playoff seedings. So I'll go first. So we'll do, I'll do number one. The number one seed I think will be the Bills. Okay. Um, num- number two seed I believe will be the Chiefs. Number three will be the Ravens. Number four will be the Colts. And then mm-hmm. for my wild card teams, I will have Cincinnati, L.A. And this is a tough one between two teams, but I will go Miami because I believe nice. Denver. I believe Denver will have. I, I think they have the talent, but at the end of the day, look at that schedule. They have to play their division twice. They have to play the NFC West. That's not an easy schedule by any means. So that's what I'm going to. I'm going to give the slight edge to Miami, and I know they have a pretty difficult schedule themselves, but I think that they're going to be able to win some of their more difficult games when the. Broncos have like their difficult games times two because of the division they're in and the division they have to play in the NFC. So that's my seedings. Sam? Um, okay, so I have the Bills one, Broncos two, Ravens three, Colts four. And then it's so hard not to just put the entire AFC West in here. So I did the Chiefs five, Bengals six, Patriots seven. Ooh, okay. All right. I'm with Matt. The Bills will be the number one seed. 
the Chiefs at two. I'm going to take Cincinnati at three and the Colts four. My wild cards. At five, I got the Los Angeles Chargers. At six, I got the Raiders. And here we go. I, I've been saying this since the day that these teams had been formed. And you guys, well, a lot of people don't, uh, don't think that it will happen. I think it will, and it would be awesome if it did. Four teams from one division are making it. The Broncos will be the last seed. The entire AFC West will be in the postseason. Like I said, the Broncos will be will be fourth in their division, but it's going to be a high fourth, like a nine to ten win I, team. That that's why I'm that's why I'm torn because I feel like one of these teams is just going to fall massively behind because that's usually what happens in these like the, these hyped up divisions is one team is just going to be a tick below the other three teams, and one of them is going to fall behind. And I feel like that's going to happen here because not every team is going to split in the division, and then go out and win every other game that they play. So that's why that's why I didn't have them all in there, but I can see I see the argument there. And I, I do respect the take there. I don't think that's a bad take at all, but that's why I didn't do mine. I like that. All right. All right. Well let's start the NFC East now. Okay. All right. So I think honestly like this division has gotten a lot of shit over the years. But this season, I think that they're going to be a lot more improved. And I don't think that they're as much of a laughing stock anymore as another team in their conference and another division in the AFC. And actually, they might be the second best division in the NFC now, to be honest, because the NFC South isn't very mm-hmm. strong. And the NFC North is a crapshoot other than Green Bay. So, my that being said, the fourth place team I have in this division, and I don't think it should be a shock to anybody, as the New York Giants. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think this should be a shock. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. Um, I like their draft picks with Thibodeau and Neil. I think those are great picks for their future moving forward. I do like the hire with Brian Dable. I think that they're going to have a much more improved offense in the future when they get weapons that can actually complement a quarterback. But right now, I just don't see a lot of talent on this team. Saquon is a huge question mark. We know he what he can do when he's fully healthy, but when is he ever fully healthy? Kenny Galladay is a fucking bum. Sterling Shepard is good. He's never healthy. Who the fuck knows who they have at tight end? Was it Ricky Seals-Jones? Fucking bum. Um, I mean, there's not much to look at when you look at this team. I mean, they have some players. They have Xavier McKinney I like a lot. Dexter Lawrence I like a lot. And then I like Kadarius Tony as well. I think he's going to have a little bit more of an impact on this offense. I think he should if they if they have any hopes of being something. I think Kadarius Tony has to be the guy. I like his skill set, but this team I don't think is winning any more than six games. I, I don't All see right. them winning it, even with despite these schedules. And coming in at number three, and this is this is tough because I I truly believe that each of these teams has an argument on why they can. But I'm going to say the Commanders are going to be third in the division. And I don't think this is a bad thing because I think that the Commanders are going to be a much more solid team than people think they're going to be. I believe that that offense, while it's not great, and while Carson Wentz isn't great, I don't think he's bad. And I think that he's serviceable for a pass-heavy offense this year. If First of all, let me just say that Get well soon, Brian Robinson. I know he was in the practice facility the other day, which is great. I think that's amazing for the recovery time that he's had. But um, I like the running back duel with Gibson and Brian Robinson when he's healthy. 
I like their receivers with Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, and Curtis Samuel. I like Logan Thomas, the tight end. I like the I, – I think the line is pretty solid. I think Wentz is going to have a lot to work with this year, and I think that they're going to be a lot better than people think they are. And then if that defense can maybe find its stride, I know that they've struggled a little bit doing that, but if they're able to find something when they get Chase Young back, when they get that four-man pass rush up on that line, I think it's a scary combo when they're all when they're all firing on all cylinders. I'm not a huge fan of the linebacking core. The secondary really needs to step it up. I know that they have that they have the talent on the secondary with Curl, Fuller, and William Jackson. Maybe if he finds his Bengals magic again, but this team, I think that there's going. I think they're going to be an eight to maybe ten, eleven win team because they have such an easy schedule. Number two, and I really struggle with this one, but number two, I'm going to go. I'm going to say that the Philadelphia Eagles are the number two team. And you may be saying, oh, like this, this team's going to win the division. And I don't hate that. I don't hate that take. But I look at the offense and I think, okay, there's a lot here, right? You have A.J. Brown. You have Dallas Goddard. You have a good offensive line. But my problem is, is that you, you, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, in theory, should break out, right? In theory, he's got all these all these pieces around him. Everything should pan out. But will it actually happen? Has he taken that step forward as a passing quarterback to the point where you can say, this guy is going to be the future of our team? I like the defense. I like what they did at the secondary with Bradbury, Slay. CJ Gardner-Johnson is a pretty good addition to that. And then who do they have? Who is their free safety? Is it uh, – yes. Who is – is it Marcus Epps? No, probably. They, or Kayvon Wallace. Some, I feel like they have somebody else there, but no, they cut. They, I don't know. They, they cut. They cut Anthony Harris. Yeah, I know because they wanted to make room for the CJ Gardner Johnson, but Anthony Harris is better. But okay. I like the. Uh, I like Fletcher Cox. I like Jordan Davis. I like that defensive line. Brandon Graham is solid. Um. You got Nicobe Dean. I don't know how quick he plays, but I, I, I like what they're doing in Philadelphia. I never thought like Howie Roseman really had a full 180 with his GM career. It seemed like everyone wanted him out of Philly, and now everyone's bowing down to him and kissing his shoes. So I think this team can win 11, 12 games. But number one, I'll still have I, – I, I'm still reluctant to put this team one, but I got Dallas still. I don't think that this team is going to be great. Because I think that they're going to lose a lot of the, I think they're going to lose a lot of the games against their like first place counterparts. But like I said, this is an easy schedule, and the Cowboys still have a crap ton of talent on this team. Um, you know, Michael Parsons obviously huge. Like Michael Parsons is going to, I think he's going to still have a good year. Maybe it's not to what it was his rookie year, but I still think it's going to be a good year. I like the pieces they have. I like Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, and then on the offensive side of the ball. C.D. Lamb should take a jump this year, being the number one. I like that running back duo with Zeke and Pollard, the grounded pound. Um, and then Dak at quarterback. He might be in for a little bit of a regression this year, but like I said, easy schedule. He should be fine. Uh, Michael Gallup is going to be out for a little bit, but I think he'll be back. And then Jalen Tolbert might fill in his place. He might not. Who knows? But I still think this team is going to finish first in the division. I think there's going to be three solid teams in this division. Don't get me wrong. Sam. All right. So I think it's gonna be Giants last, 
terrible fucking team. Commanders third, uh, Eagles second, Cowboys first. So the same thing as I had. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm with. I don't think the Giants are a terrible team. They got players, and I like Dable. I just don't like their quarterback. Daniel Jones is the only reason why I have the Giants at last. Literally, you could you could put Jared Goff in there. And I'd probably make a case for them being third in this division or second. Um. I really thought we were all going to be different. So uh, we have the same as you guys. Like I'm with the with the Washington at third too, but Matt, unlike you, I just don't think it's going to be that great. Now I think some players will show potential, but I don't think they're going to be really contending. I, I really want Wentz to succeed here, but I don't think it's going to be great. Well, signs that I've heard out of camp, it doesn't look good. And I just, now they're not going to be giant bad, but they're, I don't know if they get more than six wins. I know it's an easy schedule, but, I don't know. Things just don't sound good out there. Then two, I'm going Philly, although I really want to put them one because my guy, A.J. Brown, I just – I don't know. We don't know. Will Hurts really be great? Will he not? He's the biggest question mark on this team. Also, I know the defense added players, but will it really work? I mean, Chauncey Gardner, eh. Um, James Bradbury, I saw plays of him getting burnt by – Giant fans he was, just he was not play. very good last year. Yeah, Gi- Giant fans keep showing plays about how he was just dominated. Um, I do like big play Slay, although I think he, he's been getting owned too. And although, like Matt says, preseason doesn't matter. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Jordan Davis guy. I think he'll have an impact on a player too, and then he'll go to the bench and get a breather. I do like Nicobe Dean, but is he still injured? Will he even be fully healthy to be playing? I don't Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Riddick, I found, heard some damaging news about him, so I hope you do bad. Um, and then the offense, well, yeah, the offense should be should be rolling if, if Jalen Hurts is going to show his potential. But, yeah, so I'm going to go second. And then number one, obviously, I, I, I've been really big on Dallas. I mean, the last one, we did the, the record, the um, over-unders. I told you guys that this team is really good. Now they're, they're going to be – their coach is going to ruin their shot of – at a Super Bowl again, but I still think this team's got talent. Dak and CD are about to go crazy. I like Michael Gallup, but I don't know if he's going to play, but watch out for Jalen Tolbert. Cavante Turpin season. The defense is going to be fine. DeMarcus Lawrence is going to be fine. Michael Parsons is an absolute animal. Sam Williams, the rookie, cheaper, looks better than Randy Gregory. Didn't even need to pay that overrated boy. Um, <laughs> linebacking, linebacking core. I, I'm, I've always been a Leighton Vander Esch fan. I know he's gone down, but he's still solid. Secondary is an issue. Because we know Trayvon is a good corner. After him, no. it's your it's a let's let's not act like he's bad. Like he's bad. Like he still brings value with the picks. Um, so he, he's, he's good. good. He's, he's not good. a good coverage corner, but he does bring value from getting the ball. That that yeah. I agree with that. I'm not a huge guy. Like I'm not a huge like get, oh Trayvon Diggs interception top two corner. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm also not going to say that he doesn't provide value to that defense from the way that he's able to catch the find the ball and catch that and pick it off. And not find the receiver that. because they're fucking 70 <laughs> yards down the field. Okay. Well, yeah, so after Trayvon, it's a bunch of question marks. I do think they have an underrated safety group. I like their safeties. So Jaron Curse, Malik Hooker, I think Donovan Wilson. Um, Jaron Curse was a pretty underrated player last year. The safeties should be fine, so at least he's going to have help from that Trayvon, but yeah. They still have playmakers. Again, I think between Philly and Dallas, it can flip-flop. But I'm just going to go Dallas. At the end of the day, most of the times these divisions are won off who has the better quarterback, and obviously Dallas does in that entire division. So, yeah. 
we can move on to the NFC North. Okay. So, I don't think this should be a shock. And kind of like the Giants, but I think this team is somehow even worse than the Giants. Coming in at number four in this division, Chicago Bears. And the reason that they're fourth is that they, they, they're, they're, tra- they're clearly trending in the right direction because they fired Matt Nagy. That's literally the only reason why they're trending in the right direction because that dude was a horrible coach. But all those jokes aside, um, Justin Fields going into his sophomore season. He wasn't great passing-wise his rookie season, but he also didn't really have help from his coach. And like there were excuses there for why he wasn't great. But this season, I think somehow his weapons got worse. Um, I think that Mooney is in for a, de- a big season. Um, but other than that, I mean, Montgomery is solid. But I just don't see much on this offense that can propel Justin Fields. And defensively, I mean, did you like, – I, I remember, like, seeing a Chicago Bears post, and it was, like there, – there was, like, a defensive line group. And I'm, like I'm, – I, like, looked. I'm, like, who – I'm, like, that's Robert Quinn. And that's um, – like, I'm, like, I'm, like, trying to, like, think of, like, who is that? And I have, like, who who is on this, like, front seven besides Roquan Smith, that, but he wasn't in the photo. And I'm, like, looking. I'm, like, who, who are these – who are these – NPCs that have spawned it like a Madden generated draft class, like the fifth round. Who who is gener- who is who are these people? So yeah, Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, and then they have I like Jalen Johnson a lot in the secondary. Eddie Jackson is uh, Eddie Jackson, I guess. Um, but this team I don't think is very good at all. I think like the Houston Texans, I think they're a bottom feeder. I think that they're going to contend for the number one pick as well. And my third place team and a team that I I really am excited for the future of this team, Detroit. Um, they have guys there. They have Amon Ra, Swift, Jamison Williams when he gets healthy, um, DJ Chark, TJ Hawkinson. They have a decent offensive line. Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker. Jonah Jackson's pretty solid. I really like the offensive power on this team with Jared Goff. I think he's going to have a lot of fun with these, these group of players this year. Um I think that they're going to be like a six, seven win team if everything goes right. And then, but the problem with this team, I mean, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, that defense is awful. And Aiden Hutchinson's good. That's a good start. Um, but who else is there? I mean, Okara Brothers. We got to refresh my memory here. Who the Aquara Brothers, Jeff Okuda, Omanwari. Melifano. Yeah. Oh, but um, still, like, they, they got some. They got some defensive see. tackle in the draft. That's good. Um, I think it's Agno or Agum. Something like that. They got some pretty good defensive tackle. Right, but but can we say with confidence that this defense is going to be no more than a bottom five unit in the league? They always are. I don't think it's going to change much this year. Seventeen. I, I, like I said, I believe they're going in the right direction. I just don't think that this defense is there yet. I think the offense is going to be good. I think. They're going to have, uh, like, I, I don't know. I think they're going to be fine this year in terms of development. And then on top of that, I like the grit and grind of Dan Campbell. I like the, his, the way he motivates his players and the fact that they all want to see, they seem to want to play under him and they want him to take the lead. I like that. The problem with him is, is I need to see him get better in the play calling department because that was pretty shit last year. Number two team in the division. I don't really think this division is really up for I think we're going to all be the same again. But number two in this division, I have Minnesota. And 
I'm not really incredibly high in Minnesota because every year I'm high in Minnesota for the reasons of their offense is really good. They have Kirk Cousins, who's a solid quarterback option. Dalvin Cook is a great running back. Justin Jefferson is a top two receiver. Adam Thielen is a great number two receiver to have, arguably a number one on some teams. But where do, where, where do you go from there? You have guys on the defense. Like, do you know Hunter can't stay healthy? You got to Darius Smith, who's solid, I'll, I'll say. Um, the secondary is still terrible. The linebacking core is still mystery, even though you got Eric Kendricks, but the other two guys are mystery. So this team, like I like it's my argument for like the Vegas Raiders being what they are, is they, they are top heavy. They don't have a well rounded roster. They have studs and then they just have bums. So for that reason, I don't really see them being any more than decent, maybe eight, nine wins season for them. And then obviously my number one is Green Bay. I know they lost Devontae Adams, but is there really anybody in this division that's going to overtake the Packers right here, right now? No. I know that the, the weapons are definitely a little bit of a downgrade without Devontae, but I think Aaron Rodgers is that good to the point where he's going to make these people better around him eventually. I think Lazard is in for a huge step. I think that a lot of these guys are going to – like Robert Tunyon might get a roll back in this offense this year. And – the offensive line is still pretty solid. They, they just keep finding guys in that offensive line. And defensively, I still think they have a really underrated group. You have Rashawn Gary, who I think took a huge step last year. Uh, Kenny Clark is a great run stuffer. Devondre Campbell was an all-pro last year, completely out of nowhere. It's what they do. You're going to have Jair Alexander coming back. Eric Stokes, I think, is in for a breakout year. you got a solid safety in Darnell Savage, a really good safety in Adrian Amos. This team is still really good. And I believe they are going to be at least a 13-win team this upcoming season. All right. Uh, you were wrong, Matt. We are not going to be the same. Oh. So at four, I have the Bears. Holy fuck. I'm going <laughs> to throw up if I fucking talk about the Bears. At good. number three, I have the Vikings. And at number Ooh. two, I have the Lions. Okay. I think the Lions made some crazy moves this season, and the season and the Vikings have a nobody at coach. Okay, All right. interesting. And they also have no defense. Neither do the Lions, though. But the Lions have Ify Melifonu. <laughs> okay. All right. And then the Packers, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is gonna fucking take some perks and fucking pop off. <laughs> Matt, you um, forgot to mention on the one you were talking about the Bears. They added Nikhil Harry, but well, I guess we'll just oh, get I, through I that. Think I, I, don't, I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> yeah, the Bears are going to be last. Justin Fields might be improved as a player, but this O-line is going to be terrible. Now, I like I'm with Matt Darnell, Mooney, Mooney should be great. Also, I think Cole Komet finally takes the big jump this year because of how improved that Justin Fields will be. I think he finally gets to utilize him more in the offense. Um. Yeah, the, the the defense outside of Roquan and um, what's his name, Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn, and a couple dudes in the secondary is not really that great. It could actually, to be honest, it could be sneaky good considering the fact that Eberflus is a defensive guy. So, wouldn't be shocked if his defense is around the fifteen to twenty range and not bottom ten. The offense is just the O line. Although I do like the pickup of Alex Leatherwood. Whether you like him or not, he's still first round pick who still has a lot of potential. It does not hurt to get him because I'm pretty sure he doesn't cost him anything. So 
it doesn't hurt to give him a chance. So I don't know how much it improves the O line, but like I said, hopefully it's something it's, it's, because it's, I, it's, I want to move that shouldn't have any ramifications because worst case yeah. scenario he's just terrible, but you already knew he was terrible and he's young, so you might be able to get something out of that when you didn't really have anything there in the first place. So that's why I don't think it's a bad move either. Yeah, so yeah. I hope Fields is good, but yeah, this team I think also the decision on getting an offensive coach was terrible. All right, moving on. I'm also with Matt. I love the Lions. I think they're going they're they're on the 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 right foot. I mean the right um uh, what's it called? The right direction. Yeah, the right. Really, yeah, the right path. Dan Campbell, I like them a lot too. But Matt's right. Some of the coaching was subpar. Um, they've got some players, at least offensively, they've got the players to go out there and be great. A top ten O line unit. I think DeAndre Swift might could establish himself as a top ten running back in the NFL. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkinson, I know I crash on him, but he is still top ten. The receiving unit is probably second best in that division. It's up there, yeah. Um, but yeah, the defense, it's got a couple guys and then it's got you know, a lot of question marks. So yeah, I'm gonna go third. Now second, I see a lot of people believing into the Vikings hype. I'm sort of getting there, but I'm just not there yet. Just due to the fact that I don't trust their secondary, not to mention you have an offensive coach. I doubt he will fix that. Can we trust Daniel Hunter to stay healthy? Who knows? I think Zadarius Smith should be solid. Also the Vikings, their O-line is not really that great. And they also traded a they traded away Jesse Davis, who isn't a great guard, but he was still solid. They sent him to Pittsburgh. So you're just making your O-line worse for a quarterback that's not really mobile. But I still think the offense should be real, the offense should be really good and electric. I don't think it'll be super electric, but remember two years ago when people were having the top 10, or was it three years? When people were saying Kirk was top 10 when he looked like really good, I think we're going to yeah. get that type of Kirk and that type of offense again this season because of the head coach. But yeah, then again, number one, y'all know I wasn't choosing against my guy, Aaron Rodgers. He's, gonna, he's on the psychedelics. He's on the perk. It doesn't matter who his receivers are. You know what? Cut everybody and give him the kill Harry, Jalen Rager. He, no. would get that, he would get that team to the postseason because he is that guy. And also, I still – um, this is the Colts are going to be the number one defense. The Green Bay Packers will probably be contending with them for the number one defense. This is a really good defensive unit. So, yeah. Green Bay is how I have it. So, I'm with Matt. I have the same as him. Now we can move to the south. All right. So I think, once again, I think this is a pretty clear-cut and dry division. Um, coming in at number four, I don't think this is a surprise to many, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the other team that I think is down there with the Texans, the team that's down there with the Bears. I think that, those are probably the three worst teams in the NFL right now. Um, I like some of the players the Falcons have. I don't even know. I, like, I, I want to say they're heading in the right direction, but I honestly don't know. Really like what they They're have. maybe, maybe they, heading in the I right think, direction. I think the right path is going to start after the 2023 draft, depending on what they get. I like that they, I like Kyle Pitts, like I said. I think he's got all the potential in the world to be a one hell of a player. I think he already is one hell of a player. But the thing is, is that Drake London is going to have to take a step up. I think he's more than capable of doing it, especially in an offense where there's really not a clear cut number two receiver. I'm not a huge fan of Mariota at quarterback. I think that he's one of those guys that you look for as like a flash in the pan. I think he's capable of winning you a game if you have him as like a backup. But I don't think that he's a starting caliber quarterback. And I think if and I, and I think you're going to have to go to Desmond Ritter at some point in the season and see what he does because if you don't, I think you're going to be regretting 
not not taking one of the quarterbacks if you believe that Desmond Ritter could potentially be the guy of your future without without you even seeing him play. And then defensively, I really like A.J. Terrell. I like Grady Jarrett. I think Grady Jarrett's really good. I think that Deion Jones is pretty solid. I like Casey Hager on the other side of A.J. Terrell. But there's nothing else there. That that defense is still going to be terrible. And I think the offense is going to be terrible under Mariota. The, the line is terrible. You know, Patterson's a great player. I forgot to mention him. But I, I just don't think Atlanta has much to work with this year. Number three, Carolina. And I know – I know – They've improved. I know that Baker Mayfield is here. I know that um, they traded for LaViscus and all. They brought in Matt Ioannidis, so I think it was a very underrated move for them. I like the players they have on this team, but I, 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 I've come to ask myself is, like, what is Baker Mayfield the type of guy that you think to come into this, this organization with a not-so-great offensive line, I like they drafted Aquano, which I think is a stud. I think he's going to be a stud this league for years. But the offensive line's not great. CMC is obviously a question mark. Once you got rid of CMC, a rushing attack was terrible. I don't really think you have anything to combat that if that were to happen. And is Baker Mayfield the type of guy that can get you into the playoffs if he's going to be – if you think he's going to be the quarterback here? I don't know. I don't believe that 100%. I think he's going to be a much better quarterback than Sam Darnold. But I don't think he's the type of player that's going to get this team to where it needs to be this year. You know, I think that I think they're going to have to if they if they stick with Baker, I think that they could be solid. If not, if you don't think that he's your franchise guy, you move on. But I don't see the Panthers being any more than like a 7-8, maybe 9-win team if they're lucky. That's where I kind of see them. I don't see them being much of anything in terms of playoffs. Number two, New Orleans. Um, that offense is pretty – the offense has improved drastically. Like last season they won nine games and they had um, – what was it? Like fucking Taysom Hill. Alvin Kamara was basically on Allen. It was like a fourth-string offensive line. Marquez Callaway was injured. Was he, he was the number one for a little while. Yeah. The kick returner was getting in there. Like, that team was battered to hell and back, and they still somehow almost made the playoffs. And now you're going to get Jameis Winston back, who I think is a very solid quarterback. I think a very underrated and underappreciated quarterback in the NFL because of his 30 for 30, ESPN 30 for 30. Ha, ha, ha. It's like all, all this, all this like, slander on him. I think he's a pretty solid player. I don't think he's, like, a franchise guy. But I believe that he is solid enough that you can win around him. And I think that people want to play under him and his personality. You're getting Michael Thomas back, hopefully, for them. You brought in Jarvis Landry. You brought in Chris Olave. Who I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, and on top of that, you're getting your – I know you lost Ron Armstead, but I think you still got a decent O-line. Um, and then that defense is obviously great. We know how good that defense is. I mean, I can go on and on about – I think that's going to be a contender for the top defense in the NFL, especially with a defensive-minded coach. And yeah. I think this team could I think this team could win 10, 11 games if everything goes right. And number one, I don't think this should be a shock, Tampa Bay. I, this team is still very talented. Top to bottom, this team is still talented. Tom Brady, quarterback, top four quarterback in the NFL. Um, running back, Leonard Fournette, pretty good. Wide receiver room, amazing. Tight end. Not so great, but that's okay. 
Um, offensive line is still one of the best in the NFL, if not the best in the NFL, and that front seven is great. Secondary, eh, but I think that front seven is going to make up for all the secondary flaws. This team is still going to be really good, so watch out. All right, Sam? All right, so I got the Falcons at fourth. No surprise there. They're not good. Panthers at third. Again, no surprise there. They're not good. Saints at the second in the division. And then I have the Bucks at first. I don't really see a way where it could go any other way. Coming in last, I'm with Matt, the Falcons. I do like some of the pieces there, but again, just too many – it's not a complete team. Like outside of AJ Terrell, there's nothing else in that secondary. Outside of Gray Jarrett, there's nothing else in that pass rush. Although I think Arnold Ebiketti could be good, and I hope he is. I liked Ebiketti coming out of college. Like um, yep. In the lineback- linebacking core, Deion Jones, hopefully he finds his old self. I also love the uh, Troy Anderson pick. I-, I was a big Troy Anderson guy. So I-, I think this defense could be better, though. Dean Beast said that it's not going to be playing. Or- oh, forgot Casey Hayward's in that secondary. So. This defense could be good. I, I I think it could be around eighteen to twenty. It's gonna it's gonna be putting in the right direction. The offense, though, it's got it's got two guys that can completely take over a game. But at the end of the day, your quarterbacks, mm, your O line's also not that well. So the this is gonna I, I think they're gonna be just like last season where they fought hard until the very end, but they just did not have enough to win. So that's why I got the Falcons. Now number three, when you look at this team. They have a lot of talent, but unfortunately, I just don't think it will be able to live up to it, which is the, the Panthers. Because, look, okay, say what you want about Baker. He's still a solid quarterback that's got a little talent in him. We know Christian McCaffrey is great. Chubba Hubbard could be good. Well, the receiving cores, that DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall, Robbie Anderson, Davisca Chanel, those are solid guys. Um, well, Tommy Tremble is probably okay. The O-line, though, is a huge problem, which I think will make this go bad. And so will the coaching. I don't think Matt Rule's a good coaching. No. Oh, it's a good coach. And then the defense, I mean, the pass, the pass rush unit is insane. Your Turgos Matos, Burns, uh, Derek Brown, the linebacking core, Shaq Thompson's good. The secondary, J.C. Horn, all these, all these guys, Jeremy Chin, like they've got a lot of players. They just have the wrong guy leading them, and the O-line is not that great. And, again, what's going to happen with Baker? Like when losses happen. We know that Baker could maybe make this locker room implode because we know they're going to lose a lot. How is he going to act when they lose? That's going to really True. be the reason whether he stays in the Carolina and how he affects the locker room. Because I think that's also why it blew up in Cleveland. Because when they would lose, he never took blame. He always deflected it. He always acted. He did not act like a franchise quarterback when it came to talking to the media. And depending on the way he acts in Carolina, that will determine how their season goes. And now here I'm, I'm here to stop you guys. Number two. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think Tom's last the last season in the NFL is going to be that great. He's had the whole with the taking out some rest time. He's having parents some problems with family. Who knows? And then not to mention uh, Gronk is gone. His security blanket is gone. Uh, Chris Godwin isn't playing from the beginning. I know we like Julio, but how good is Julio really going to be? Um, as, and this is someone a fan of his that wants to see him good, but he's already up there in age, like. I think he'll be solid. Will he be? I think he could be like an AJ Green, maybe for how he is for the Cardinals, but catch a couple more passes. And Matt, you're talking about the O line. I don't know if you noticed, Matt. His entire O line is depleted, like most of it. It's gone out. Like, well, one guy retired. I think one or two are out for the season. 
Another one's out for most of the year. Like they're, the O line is injured. Wait, wait who, who is that? Tom's got like go check out his O line. Even if it's not the whole year, Tom most of like four to, or three or four guys of his O line is hurt, and they're gonna be out for maybe a month or two. Really? Yeah, his O line is injured. Or even if they are playing, they're not healthy. Like his O line is really hurt. So I have very much concerns for that. He's a forty-five-year-old non-mobile quarterback. And then defense, I don't think it really. I don't think the defense really improved. I think it just stayed the same. Maybe it got slightly weaker. I don't think – and also, I'm not a big Todd Bowles guy. Like, I know we trashed on Bruce Arians, but I think Bruce Arians is a better coach than Todd Bowles. I don't yeah. really He's, think Todd Bowles is a great coach. So, I think it's not. It's going to be a rough final year for Tom in the it's, NFL. It's a very poorly coached division, top to bottom, we'll say that. Well, and coming in number one, I'm going to go with the Saints. Jameis Winston, he can stay healthy. That arm with those weapons – they're going to go off. O-line is great. Camaro's not going to be suspended, so he's going to be good. The defense, like Matt said, is one of the best. Not to mention, Dennis Allis is co- coaching it, and we seem to forget, in the regular season at least, Tom has no answer for Dennis Allen and this defense, and that is going to be the reason why the Saints win this division. A weaker to- team for Tom against Dennis Allen and this stronger defense, it's good. they're going to take both games against Tom again, and the Saints are going to propel to win the NFC South this year. I wasn't buying the hype at first. I am now. Give me the Saints to win the NFC South. Let's go to the last division. Unless you guys want to add anything to what I just said. I think you pretty much summed it up, and I pretty much summed everything up. So, what are we, AFC West now, the last division in this entire thing. And I still think this division is it's not the best in the league anymore, but it is still it is still one of them. It's still a very tight division, and but except this last place team, which is Seattle. <laughs> I mean, Geno Smith is named the starter. I mean, LOL, am I right, gentlemen? <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, this is this thing. We had our quarterback rankings last week. Geno Smith and Drew Locke pretty much filled up the 32 spot unanimously. Um, none of them are good. I mean, we saw Geno Smith play last season. I mean, he showed a little bit of – he showed a little bit, but it wasn't to the point where I believe, yes, this guy is going to – this guy's going to win us a lot of games, this guy. And on top of that, your offensive line is a little bit improved, but it's not great still. You drafted Cross, so I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, you got good receivers with Metcalf and Lockett. I think that those two are going to have their way some games. I think that's what they're, what's why they're going to win some games, because I believe that Metcalf and Lockett are going to have a, a game or two this season. And I think that they're both going to you – know, if I follow this game with some wins, I think that's their only chance, not to mention a good safety play against Noah Fant. Maybe I mean this dude, poor Noah Fant, dude. Like R.I.P. This dude cannot escape. This dude cannot escape bad quarterback play, and I, I feel so bad because I, I think Noah Fant is all the talent in the world, and he's just not in a good situation ever, and that breaks my heart because I think he's really good. But going on to the defense, I mean, what is there to talk about, right? Like this, I, I do think Jamal Adams is very overhated. I think that he's just not the, the league prototypical safety. I think he plays a good role in this defense, and I think that I think he's a lot more underrated now than people want to admit. Um, Quandre Diggs, I think, is a really good safety. He last season he had a great year until he got carted off the field with a injury in the last game of the season, which is unfortunate. And then they have I think Shelby Harris and Jordan Brooks, where they get both pretty solid contributors on the defensive side of the ball. But there's just not much there that I could say is going to propel them to wins, especially with, in my opinion, the declining head coaching ability of Pete Carroll. 
So I think this team is probably a five-win team, maybe a six-win team. Who knows? But coming in at my number three, and this one was tough, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. And I like Kyler Murray. I think that he guys – I like what they're going to be – I think I think the Kyler Hollywood-Brown-Oklahoma pairing is going to work out big time. Um, I think Hollywood-Brown is still talented. I just don't think that he was able to fully unleash his skill set in Baltimore until his last season there. So I really like that moving forward for him. Um, D-Hop is suspended for six games, and then he's coming back, and I think this offense is going to be pretty lethal with Ertz. And the offensive line still isn't great, but you have a quarterback that can run around and make some plays and extend the play, not to mention has a pretty decent arm down the field as well. Defensively is where I see an issue with this team, though, is you have J.J. Watt, you have all these young guys, but who's really going to step up? You know, who like, if, like unless this someone on this defense steps up, I don't see them winning – more than eight, nine games this season because they do have that at AFC West schedule. Uh, they do have to play the Rams and the Niners twice. I mean, this is not an easy schedule for the Cardinals. They, not to mention they have to play the Eagles. Uh, the Vikings are going to have a pretty good offense. I'm not saying that those are necessarily losses, but this they, they, they need people to step up on this team. I don't know if they're going to get that. And not to mention that Cliff Kingsbury's historic collapses down the stretch of seasons. I don't think that this team, like if that team last year couldn't avoid it, I don't know if any team is going to avoid it in the future for this Arizona team. I don't think he's the right guy for the job, but he's going to be there for a while because they just extended him. What a lucky man. Number two, 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, master of a coach. He's going to unleash Trey Lance eventually. But is this the season? I don't think so. I think that they're going to start out with Trey Lance in a very simple vanilla playbook against the Bears, and I think they can. But I still believe that Kyle Shanahan, this run game with Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell at times, and even Trey Lance now, I think they're going to find ways to get him involved in the run game. You have Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle alongside Debo Samuel that can go out and catch easy passes. So I think Lance is in a great situation to, uh, to succeed, not to mention the pretty good offensive line they have. The defense, still very good. Um, they still have got Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. Like they're just, I'm probably forgetting some people there, but that is a good that is a good unit that I believe can win 10 to 11 games a season. And I believe can keep up with the AFC West and get some wins out of that. And number one, shouldn't be a surprise, this is the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. And I think they got better. You added Allen Robinson, who... Didn't have a great year in Chicago last year, but, I mean, was he even trying? Who knows? He looked like he was just getting cardio in for most of the year. So, who who even knows what Allen Robinson is, but I still believe in the talent that he had and that he chose. I think it's going to be unleashed in John McVay's system. Not to mention they got Bobby Wagner, and yes, he's declining. I'm aware he is definitely a huge upgrade at the linebacking position, and I know you lose Ron Miller, but... I think Bobby Wagner is a good enough consolation prize to solve that. I don't believe there's anyone in this division that's going to stop him. So that's my order. All right. All right. So I got, I have the Seahawks last. I mean, Stone Forsyth needs some help. (laughs) And then I have the 49ers third. 
Ooh, I just okay. think Lance is not as good as people think he will be. I don't think he'll be ready. And then I got the Cardinals second. I think Kyler is going to pop off this season. Hollywood's there. D-Hop will come back. I don't think the defense is – I mean, we all said that the defense was going to suck last year, and it was not great, but it wasn't bad. I think it'll kind of be like the same thing, kind of just like a decent defense. And then, obviously, Rams first. They, they're just too OP. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the Seahawks last. It didn't matter who was going to be quarterback one there. He, they were going to be last. You could tell they want to suck. Um, then uh, at third, I'm with Sam. I Now, I still believe – I'm a little bit losing faith in Trey Lance. I'm sorry. You do not – make Jimmy G the highest paid backup if you are confident in Trey Lance. Like, if you are confident in him, you get this man out of the locker room. New England did that with Cam Newton. Other teams do that quickly. If you're not confident, that means you are signing Jimmy G as a, you know, maybe Lance may not be the guy, or maybe he is, but like I said, like you Matt said, it's going to take some time to develop and make him this machine. Maybe the people in the locker room just still, I'm pretty sure the 49ers look at themselves and say, we're Super Bowl contenders. We've gone far with Jimmy. That's our guy, and they know he can get them to the promise that he hasn't proven that he can win it. But they know they can get it. They're like guys like Kelsey and Debo. They did not resign for a rebuild. They resigned because they see themselves as a contender. So are this kid's ready to go and put him in that Super Bowl already. Or I think they some of the team still wants Jimmy G, or the Niners just they have questions with Trey Lance, and I'm very worried some about that, especially for Trey Lance's development. Because I think that's a terrible thing to do. I would just throw him out there, but that's why it sucks because, again, the 49ers, when they made the move for him, they were a good team, and so you just created problems there for yourself because got teams that are supposed to get a guy like Trey Lance are teams that are terrible, that are supposed – like when Buffalo got Josh Allen, like they're supposed to stick through the lows because they're in a rebuild mode. The Niners weren't. It made, I mean, it made sense in terms of that they, they, didn't, they know Jimmy's not special enough, but I think they've created this problem, and I'm a little bit worried now. Will they be solid? I think so. I, I think they're going to look kind of like us, how we were last year with Mac. Maybe slightly worse in wins. So I'm going to go third. Going second with Arizona, just like Sam. Kyler's getting underrated a lot. They did not just pay this man the brinks to play terrible. Him and Hollywood are going to kill it. D-Hop will be back. They'll be fine. I think the defense is not that terrible. J.J. Watson, the pass rush. Um, the linebacking, we'll see how, how Isaiah Simmons, I think this is finally be his year. The secondary, Byron Murphy, I'm a fan of. They added Trayvon Mullen. Like, yeah, is it special? No. Will it be good enough? Sure, it will. And Kyron is offense? They're going to be fine. Kyron is second. And now as for the Rams take, Matt, I think the Rams are worse this year in terms of defensively. But, again, yeah, they are so heavy loaded. They're going to win this division still. They still got playmakers. I just don't think they're as strong as they were last year. But they're going to, and the NFC is weak. They're going to win this division so that's how I have the NFC West playing out. And now we can give our playoff teams for the NFC. All right. So I'll say number one. I'll say the number one team in the NFC will be Green Bay, followed by LA, followed by, we'll say, we'll say Dallas gets three and Tampa gets four. Because I did not know their offensive line was injured, but I still believe this team is a playoff team regardless. Um, so the wild card is where it gets a little bit tough, but I'm going to go with the Eagles as a team. I'm going to go with the Saints as a team. 
and I think I'm going to give the edge to the 49ers. That's my that's my wild card book. So, All right, so I got – I think the Bucks are still going to come in first. I don't think Brady's going to lose that magic. I got the Rams second, Packers third, Cowboys fourth, Cardinals fifth, um, Niners sixth, and then Eagles seventh. Okay. Okay. I got the Rams coming in number one because the NFC just still isn't that strong despite them not being that great. I'm going to go with Rodgers and the Packers to come in at second. Um, although he'll be great again, these weapons are still question marks, so I think they'll lose a couple games where you're like, the weapons that down, but they'll still be second. Third, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Four, if I've got the Saints, my wild cards. <sighs> I might trigger you guys on a team that I don't have making the postseason. Coming in at fifth, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Sixth, the Philadelphia Eagles. Brady's not missing the postseason. Seven, the Minnesota Vikings. No, it's not happening. Right. The legends, the legends don't get it. The legends that play longer than they should, they don't get the ending they want. He should have called it quits lot two years ago. They don't get the ending they want. This team is worse. The coaching is worse. Tom doesn't really. Tom only came back for because he's pissed off that Adam Schefter spoiled his retirement. He's supposed to really be retired. Tom wanted to retire, but he's pissed off that Schefter spoiled it, and Tom wants to grow on his terms. He's not really happy to be there. They even said that the training camp for Tom, when, when he was there, they were terrible. He, he only had one great day. Tom has looked miserable there. Remember, even though Peyton won, he didn't look great anymore. Like The greats don't get to go out how they want, especially if they play too long. Jordan is an example of one. I think Tom's just going to be kind of like Jordan where it's a bad season. And now, of course, I don't think we'll be made for it. He'll be, he'll be thrown away because he's had countless of great seasons. But yeah, I that's my bold one. I don't think the Bucks will make it. It's not going to be Tom's fault. It's going to be the team's fault, and just to the fact that this man didn't want to do this. He already has another job. He he's going to go broadcast football. But that's my playoff standings. Okay. So now, as always, um, what is your Super Bowl matchup, and who do you have winning it? Ooh. Okay. So I hate this. I I really I really really hate this. But right now, the way that I see this playoffs going is going to be my Super Bowl match is going to be the first game of the regular season Bills Rams. I think that is I think that is a going to be a fun game, a fun electric game week one. And uh, for as for my winner, I, I, I hate this. I, I think this is the Bills year. I think this is the year of the Bill. I really do. I think that this team is too talented. I think Josh Allen might be – I think he's going to be a frontrunner for MVP this year. Um, Diggs is going to be electric. This defense is going to be really good. Bill's my, Bill's my Super Bowl champion this year. Okay. Um, I would love to say that the Bills aren't making it, but I think you guys are going to be a little upset in my pick. I, I agree. I think the Rams are going to make it. I think it's going to be Rams-Broncos. Okay. okay. I'm not upset. I like to I see. I want to see Russ. And I think the Broncos are gonna win it. Oh, all right. Okay. Nice. All right. Okay. Well, I'm with you guys on the NFC team. I got the Los Angeles Rams oh, going, okay. trying to go back to back, but it will not happen. They will be stopped. 
by the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, I'm okay. telling you, Mahomes is about to go crazy this year. He's about to show the world he don't need Tyreek. Tyreek needs him. Him and these weapons, they're going to be unstoppable. This is, like I said, this is going to be his best season since that MVP season. He's going to be even better than the year he won the Super Bowl. Mahomes and the Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. So we all have the Rams going there and losing. Yes. Yes. Also, I would like to say last year at probably last year, last week, I said that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, and look what happened. I have okay. the screenshots to prove it. Okay. But all right. Now, final part, guys, our NFL awards, and we will start it off with the, the weakest of the awards. We'll go comeback player of the year. Um, let's see. For me, I think if he is able to put together a full season, and I think this is between the running backs, I really do, because there was a lot of them that got injured last year. My comeback player of the year is going to be Christian McCaffrey. That's my comeback player of the year if they're able to stay healthy. Okay. Sam? I have Tredavious White. Okay. That's a good one, too. A little darker one. Um, I'm going with Juju Smith-Chuster. He's going to provide his career. This is the best quarterback he's going to play with. The the Juju that everybody loved was rookie year Juju or second one of those Jujus. We're going to see that Juju again here, maybe possibly better with Patrick Mahomes. He's going to rein, reinvigorate this man's career, and Juju will be getting the the comeback player. Also consider the fact that he's going to be wide receiver one in Kansas City. And he's going to do really good at it. He's going to make the whole Tyreek Hill feel like it never even happened. Okay. Okay. Um, now we'll go coach of the year. Hmm. Coach of the year. Let's see. So I'm, I'm stuck because I think that this could go to a variety of different coaches and people that I believe can improve. But a coach of the year for me will probably be, honestly – I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. This is this is tough. This is really tough. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Matt LaFleur will win coach of the year. And I know that he's not a flashy pick, but and like you lose Devontae Adams, that this offense is significantly worse. And I know you have Aaron Rodgers, but I I just believe that this team is still gonna be very good without him. And I don't know if it's going to be a product of the floor or not, but I do believe that this team, like, I think that he is going to prove the coach that he is. So for that, I'll say the floor is who will coach of the year. All right. Uh, Sam? Well, since I have the Broncos winning the Super Bowl, I kind of have to have my coach of the year be Hackett. Okay. My coach of the year, if you win the division that has Tom Brady and you get that team to the playoffs, whether you, whatever you do in the playoffs doesn't matter. You've won it. Dennis Allen will be Sorry, the coach Dennis of the year. Dennis Allen is not winning coach of the year. He might. Sam, you're telling me if he, if he wins the NFC South and gets the Saints into the postseason, he doesn't have a shot at it? He's not going. He does. He's, he's got a shot for sure. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Dennis Allen. My first, first, my original pick was Nick Sirianni, but then I thought about it. Sirianni's not winning division. Dennis Allen is, so – I'm going to go Dennis Allen. Yep. Okay. All right. Now we'll go. Um, y'all want to do the rookie ones or the regular? No, let's do the regular ones because I think the rookie ones will be more intriguing. Defensive player of the year. 
Defensive Player of the Year. Let's see here. I am going to say that Micah Parsons wins the award this year. I think he takes that. I think he puts himself. If he's he already is in there, but I think he asserts himself as one of, if not the best, all-around defensive player in the league this year. I know TJ Watt's the thing. I think he's still going to be disgusting. Miles Garrett's thing is just gross. But I believe Michael Parsons will take that step into becoming one of the best players on the defensive side of the ball this year. And I think this is his award to win this year. All right. Sam? I, I think it's going to be Miles Garrett. Okay. Okay. Um, I was really hoping Matt would say someone different, but yeah, I, my pick is Michael Parsons too. He's going to tell Aaron Donald, listen here, old man, your time as the best defensive player in this league has come to an end. It's my time now. Over Michael here. Parsons is going to have a crazy season this year. I'm going to say anywhere between. Rated. How is he? For what he did in his rookie year was impressive. He's exactly. only going to get up from here. You switch positions. And credit to Dan yes. for getting the most out of him. But you switch a position. There is no there. Like honestly, like watching Micah Parsons play. If that man is running at me, I'm I'm shitting my pants. I'm dropping a brick and then running. Dude. The gato scares I mean, that, are you not doing that with Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, well, Matt Judon, anybody really? No, because well, I know how to stop. I know how to stop Aaron Donald. Has that different level of athleticism that a lot of people on the defensive side of the ball don't have. And that to me is going that that's a huge difference maker. That's a huge difference maker because he like you you saw sacks when Micah Parsons would run across the field and get someone that was rolling out to the right, and he would be on the left side of the blind side rolling out and somehow catching up to the quarterback and getting the sack. Micah Parsons is special. I don't have to stop Aaron Donald, Sam. He taught me it's called the choking technique. You put your hand in his neck. I'm not putting my hands near Aaron Donald's name. All right. What's your offensive player of the year? Um, offensive player of the year. And I think I think that this is going to be like, because I think he was more than capable of winning it last year. But I believe that this is going to be his year. Jonathan Taylor. I think that he is going to have full reign of the Colts offense once again. And I believe that it's going to be impossible for Cooper Cup to have that same level of production that he had a year ago. I still believe Cooper Cup is going to be really good. And I still believe he is really good. But I believe that Jonathan Taylor is going to get the opportunity to show out again. I think he will show it again. I think it will be a very similar season to last year. So I think Jonathan Taylor, just because I know that he's going to get the same workload where I don't know Cooper Cup will. So I think Jonathan Taylor is a very safe pick for Offensive Player of the Year. All right. Offensive player of the year, I have Derrick Henry. I think he's going to put this team on the back. My offensive player of the year is about to trash on the season that Cooper Cup had because now he has Cooper Cup's offensive coordinator as his head coach, Justin Jefferson, who finally established this. He will finally establish himself as the best receiver in the NFL. He's going to have McDonald as the offensive coordinator. He's about to go crazy. I think he's going – was his, no? Did he do it the triple crown, or was he just one away from the triple crown, something like that? The Cooper Cup, I've, whatever. I've had the triple crown, I believe. Oh well, Justin Jefferson will get it and tr- trash on it, be even better than it. Justin Jefferson, OP, offensive player of the year for me. So now we'll go a uh, defensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. Okay. Um, 
I'm gonna, I'm looking to I'm gonna start like thinking about options here because I really haven't thought about a defensive rookie of the year. But I think I think it's gonna be tough for both Walker and or Hutchinson to get it because I don't believe they're like I believe Walker's in a situation, but I believe he's too raw. Where I believe Hutchinson is more polished, but he's in a very tough situation with the amount of attention that he's probably gonna have. So a good pick for defensive rookie of the year. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sauce Gardner. I think that he's in a good position to succeed with Bryce Hall on the other side, and I really like the Jets' pass rushing ability. So I believe that's gonna take some pressure off of him in terms of like getting if he if he were to get cooked. Like I believe that like the Jets' pass rush can make up for it. So I think that Sauce Gardner is going to be defensive rookie of the year. I think there's a lot of different people you could put for this. Like I am, I, I have like a couple, and I just I I don't know who to put. I'm just gonna say, no, screw it. I'll go. I'll also go with the Jets rookie, Jermaine Johnson. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, I am going with the raw guy. Give me the number one overall pick in the draft. Trayvon Walker. I'm saying the Jaguars are going to be good this season, and he's going to be a big part of the defensive change with Josh Allen getting more of the attention, and they also have some some linebackers. Trayvon Walker is going to feast. I was wrong on him. He's going to look great. He's already looked like a monster in the preseason. Like he's he's making people freaking do the double him, do the the cut blocks at him. Trayvon Walker is my pick for defensive rookie of the year, okay. and now uh, offensive rookie. Offensive rookie of the year. Um, let's see. Let me go through. This might be a little bit of a sleeper pick. And I've alluded to this in the past a couple of podcasts. Sky Moore. And I'm going to explain why I believe this. And I, I think that, yes, you, you believe that Juju is going to be the number one there. I could see Sky Moore breaking out in that regard. I think he has a real shot of taking over that number one role if he's good enough, right? I believe mm-hmm. that this could be like a Justin Jefferson type thing where he was kind of in the shadows for the first like couple weeks of his rookie season. But then once they saw that, like once he showed out that one week, I don't think you could turn back on that. So I think that Sky Moore has the potential to be something like that. I think there's a lot of options for this as well. But I'm gonna go with Sky Moore. I'm gonna go with. You know, I'll go with my original pick. I'm gonna go with Drake London. Okay. All right. I will keep it with the wide receiver. I am going with Christian Watson. Everybody out here, Alan Lazard is wide receiver one. No, Alan Lazard is a bum. He's a wide receiver three. He's going to lose that spot in about after week one. Aaron Rodgers' favorite target is going to be Christian Watson. This kid is younger. He's a stud. He looks like a beast. I know he doesn't look great in practice. I um, mean, in the training camp. But remember, Devontae Adams and him did not click in the beginning like that. Like in the preseason, the, the, nobody really thought Devontae would be anything. And then boom, you, he was a talented guy and he got it. Christian Watson's going to be the dude. He's going to be my offensive rookie of the year, and he's going to be Green Bay's number one wide receiver. They didn't. Tra- I think they traded up, right? They didn't trade up to get him if they didn't really believe in him. And now, finally, the biggest award of them all, the MVP. 
Okay. Or, and I have an answer. So I've been juggling between a few guys, and I, I have a case for every single guy that I've juggled. Like I said, I think Josh Allen is going to be fantastic this year. I think Justin Herbert is going to be fantastic this year. But I believe the MVP this year will be Patrick Mahomes. I believe that if he puts up the numbers he's been putting up and he lost his number one receiver, I believe that the that league will have absolutely no choice but to give him the award if he continues to put up those elite numbers without that number one receiver that's like, oh, he well, wasn't he good for this reason? Like, I, I think that he could easily win. So I'm going to say Mahomes for MVP. All right. I really hope me and Ramon don't have the same person because I – I think it's a possibility we do. But I want to go with Kyler Murray. We don't. We don't. Thank God. Uh, um, I think I think this is the year that they don't choke in the second half. I think he – I mean, he wasn't he was a contender for MVP for the first, first half of almost every season he's been in. He's always a contender. And then they choke or he gets hurt. I think this is the year that stops. And I think he becomes the MVP. My MVP is going to become the first ever 3P MVP. I knew you had him. Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go crazy. And he's going to deserve it even more this year because he's going to lead the league in passing. Or at least be high up there. And he's going to be doing it with probably the worst supporting cast of all the elite quarterbacks. He's going to be doing it with rookies. Alan LeBum and Sammy Oldman Watkins. <laughs> Three Lazard so much. I don't really think he's that great. I don't get the hype with him. But yeah, discount Is double check. Anybody hyping him up? Yeah, a lot no. of people. Like, I've seen they're like they're like take this guy in fantasy. He's gonna be Rogers' number one target. No, take Christian Watson. That's gonna be his number one target. But yeah, Mister Discount Double Check gonna be the first ever three-peat MVP. They didn't pay this man fifty million. To not be MVP. Okay. And so that will do it for this week's episode. A bit lengthy, but the season's almost up. We had to give a big one right before it. As we just said, it's around the corner. We're really excited for it. And I don't know if you guys have any, any closing statements. Yes. Uh, first, make sure to follow us on TikTok and Twitter at MSS, MSR Sports. Also, we have a fantasy league. Uh, we have a couple spots left, so the link should be in our Twitter. Yes. Uh, so go check that out and join before it gets too, too before it gets full. Okay. All right, Matt. I got nothing. I mean, we summed it all up. I'm excited for the football season. That's all I can say. All right, then, guys. See you next week. Peace out.